At the end of our discussion on the news that happened in this past week, TJ brought up the concept of generation ships, which is an interesting thought experiment of what would happen if humans were to travel to another solar system. This content didn't really belong in the main episode, so we're releasing it here as a bonus episode. Enjoy. brief aside to talk about uh, generation ships, which is what Aug talked about, uh, and pose a philosophical question that I heard on another podcast of if we are to you know, send humans to another star, obviously if, if we could travel at the speed of light, and relativity is going to make this a, a bitch, but uh, anything that's a distance in light years longer than a human lifespan, a human will not be able to survive if they start the trip, right? Uh, and so the children of that crew will have to be the ones to experience that new planet. And that's in the ideal case. Most likely, if you're going at, you know, a fraction of C, maybe 10 or 20% maximum, it could be a lot longer. And you're spending hundreds of years or thousands of years going to this place 40 light years away, right? You, by boarding that ship, it is in order for the mission to be successful, you have to have children. But you are pre-convicting, pre, uh, I guess, those children to a life only exclusively in that spaceship. They'll never, they'll never see Earth. They'll never see the planet you're going to. You're, there's going to be a generation that's going to be born and die on that spaceship. And I want to ask you, do you think that is morally right? if the, you know, the end goal is to have humans experience other worlds. All right, well, quickly, some, some clarification on what I'm about to say. Um, morals, in my mind, are your personal belief system and your personal what is right, what is wrong. Ethics being the social structure of what is right, what is wrong, accepted generally across multiple people. So I think, at least for me, morally, there's nothing wrong with it because you can be born anywhere on earth and be restricted to that location. Think of the first people to colonize America or colonize anywhere when those people moved to that location and had children. I mean, what about the natives? What about places that didn't have inhabitants? Let's not talk about native re like redistribution. Okay, okay. But like, if you're talking <laughs> about the early American colonies, like those people took what? A six week or several month trip but it's like those people being born and dying on the mayflower before their parent before they arrive so you it's like yeah so right that's so what like, we're talking about what, one yeah. one person or two people had babies on the mayflower and lived their life in america and one person died or two people died on the mayflower but like that is you know the cycle of life of the you know those people made those choices i think it's interesting of you are going to have a, a child who is going to have an entire life on the confine of a spaceship whose sole role is to then have another child for, so that that child can live and experience another planet, at least. I mean, I still, again, morally am not opposed to this whole idea, but put, if you're, if you're squeamish about it, put some escape pods on the ship. Escape pods? Or, 
Where are they gonna go? They're not, they're not gonna escape. Them to interstellar. Oh, you can't leave the ship. They're gonna go. You you leave Earth and you uh, go to the if planet. If you're traveling forty light years between the the nearest closest habitable planet, you're giving planet, them an option. The it's okay. That's a cop out. <laughs> so no, oh, yeah. There's my. Oh no, wait, we put escape pods on the <laughs> ship. There's my other alternative. Okay. My other alternative is that you you don't do this. Obviously, at some point, you'll have a distance that's greater than multiple human lifespans. However, um, if you take this as a much slower approach and humans colonize over a much longer period of time, or we work with um, cryonics, I suppose. Okay. To, so this to is just... not this is not counting cryonics where theoretically you're frozen or, as we right. specified in cryonics, brought down to a low metabolic state, to a glass state. Uh, this is you actively living on the spaceship and spending your whole life and your kid's whole life. I think they're, I think on the ship. Um, it would be. Uh, have you guys read Brave New World? We discussed that in episode two or something like that. Yes. In yeah. Brave New World, uh, I mean that book on its own, we could talk about that forever. But they mechanically uh, make babies, right? With like by mm-hmm. artificially. Um, fertilizing eggs and stuff like that couldn't we just send a ship with human dna and then like fertilize them once it gets there and like grow babies on the ship <laughs> isn't that the same thing that's kind of the same question that's that tj has I mean, that is the plot of interstellar I mean, I mean, that's kind of the same moral like question right i mean if you can kind of convict mm-hmm. as you put it these children or these Pre-born babies. Because they don't have the choice whether or not they're right. going. But but I, I somewhat agree with Drew on the whole topic where there are so many instances where, you know, having a child is kind of the choice of, of some being and where they have that child and where they choose to raise that child is part of that choice. Here's an addendum to that, right? So like, okay, that one person made the choice to board the ship, made the choice to have the child, but you now have, you have to have a self-sustaining society on that ship. So say it's a four generations. Your grandfather made the choice to go on the ship, made the choice to have the baby. You were born, you're raised up in the society, and if you don't have a kid, that society will go extinct. Uh, and so now, like you, the society you is go. forcing you. That's, that's the, a new your question. Are forcing you to I have can't a kid. even think of a time where that was mm-hmm. true in humanity. But what I can think of is times when that was kind of religiously pressing, where that was like. And to me, I don't look at that huh? as kind of a good thing. I don't look at um, pressuring some human to have kids because of some certain reason. But I, I do think it's happened. Uh, that's a great question. That's where that kind of sticks me right there. Yeah. Okay, so I think we can agree it's a pretty bad idea to put all your eggs in this one basket. That Was that, was you, that a pun? You have to rely <laughs> on these silly future humans. Well, I don't think it'll happen this way. Let's be clear. Our discussion wasn't over how this would happen. It was what would happen. I think we can colonize everything in a different way. See, I don't, though, I like to put the constraints, like, there are technological, um, you know, escapes, right? Of, like, cryonics, or we, a a very popular one is we, like, figure out how to go fast, like, not fast on the speed of light, necessarily, but say we launch a ship at 0.5 C, Right, that's the best technology we have. Or 0.75. Then, 0.75, whatever. Isn't it better to avoid this whole 
dilemma by technological means than having to deal with it ethically. But just as a conversational piece. No, no, no. But but Phil's question is valid, but we may have to. We may not solve it before we're either you know forced off the planet. And that may just kind of ruin the whole ethical debate right there because we were forced off the planet. Or maybe we have well, the decision. Look, I was, by, by random chance, I was born on this planet. I'm stuck on this planet. Why wasn't I born on Jupiter and evolved to live on Jupiter? Okay, I want to be Drew. on Jupiter. Okay, totally so. unfair. <laughs> now, I think what's interesting is, you know, you know, most of us are, you know, fans of Mars colonization, and you know, I think if we we had the choice, like it would be enticing. Imagining someone else, you know, we've colonized the solar system, and they want to colonize another solar system. I can see a person saying, okay, like I'm going to live the rest of my life on a spaceship and have a kid and he, mm-hmm. I'll have him live his life. Uh, I think that's an easy, a relatively easy decision for us to make or a person like in that initial position. Uh, I think it becomes complicated once you're born into that position. And, you know, there's a lot like this is not a perfectly defined problem, but like depending on how big this theoretical generation ship is, like the society can be vastly different where, you know, once you have a, a minimum population size to avoid like significant genetic defects, you're going to require, <laughs> you know, it's not going to be love based like reproduction like you are going to have to be mated with someone who has the least identical dna and like you're like you're gonna have a kid and your kid is going to be mathematically or formulaically paired up with another kid and like that's who they have to breed with hold on so this this conversation i'm gonna cut you off there this conversation (laughs) is going off the rails you i told you novel about this or make a make a movie Did y'all write a? I'll write a book with you on this. No, no, no. Let's no, no, co-write Phil, a book. Phil, you can just cut all this out. <laughs> but I do want to make another point that, all right, let's just make the ship so large that these people have a fulfilling life on the ship. They are stuck on the ship the same way. Same way we're stuck on the Earth. True. Isn't that what we do with hamsters? Yes, but hamsters aren't. Now, can we just figure out how to get there faster? Let's just get there faster. Yeah. Let's not do generational ships. Let's get 75% the speed of light in one generation. You can get to some other place. Now, here, here's another <laughs> no, philosophical question. No, no more question. philosophical no, tr- questions. No. I've got to go. Phil, I've let me go. have a philosophical I'm serious. <laughs> this, I have this to go. Is good. So if we discover a way to get Ignore a appreciable fraction of the speed of, of speed of light, say like 20%, right? And we decide to build a ship and go to another a planet. Uh, but based on like our current technological trajectory, right, where – Things improve quickly over time and become more and more quickly. If we can launch a ship that's going to take 100 years to go someplace, but if we wait 10 years, we'll be able to launch a ship that'll get there in 50 years. Does it make sense to wait until the extra 10 years so we can get there in 50 years? Or does it make sense to launch now so we can get there in 100 years? Don't wait. It's the same question when it comes to Mars. You know, it'll be easier. We'll have more robotics in 50 years. Should we just wait 50 years to do it? No. Do it now. The window's open. That one's easy for me. That one I do not get caught up on all. If you, yeah, especially if you don't have the goal, you aren't going to progress the technology. If you aren't striving to do something, also, the, you can't know that you will in fifty years. We could have World War Three in forty-five years, and then that five years later is going to be we have True. no space. Right, let's get let's get filled the bed here. <laughs> Whatever he has. Yeah, let's let's wrap this one up. Thanks for listening to another episode of Specscast. This one was a lot of fun to record, and with all the space news coming out, 
we're sure that we'll have more discussions like this one. Next week, we'll be back discussing the TRAPPIST-1 system in detail with Dr. Jennifer Connolly, a visiting professor at RIT with a PhD in extragalactic astronomy. If you want to participate in a future discussion or suggest topics for us to talk about, you can send us a tweet at RITSpecs or an email to specscast at gmail.com. You can also look for RIT Space Exploration on Facebook at facebook.com slash RITSpecs and uh, visit our website at specs.rit.edu. If you like what you're hearing on the show, give us a rating or a review on iTunes and let us know how we did. Our music is courtesy of Nelson Scott. He just released another new single, which you can find on Spotify, SoundCloud, or his website. Just look for The Nelson Scott. You've been listening to Specscast. We'll see you next week.